Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Jew Podcast, where we dive deep into Torah and Judaism to uncover its hidden beauty. Come join us as we take a closer look and breathe new life into traditional Jewish ideas. And now, here's your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel. Hello, and welcome to episode 69. In the last episode, we discussed how to set up your Pesach zone by removing chametz from your house, allowing us to connect to God through the special spiritual energy of Passover. Today, like I mentioned last week, I want to discuss how to clean your kitchen to allow you to cook food for Passover using the same cooking space you use for chametz the rest of the year. I also want to go through the laws of the Passover Seder, but to keep these two topics separated, I'm going to record that and release that as its own episode. So it'll be a shorter part B to this one also released today. So when discussing sharing cooking space, our main concern is to ensure that nothing prohibited gets into our Passover food. Now, in addition to physical crumbs and chametz getting into the food, there's also a problem of chametz flavor getting added to your food. The Torah teaches us that pots, pans, all types of utensils can absorb flavor from foods when it's interacting with them, and it can then pass that on to the next food that that utensil interacts with. This is the reason why we use different dishes for milk and meat, to ensure that no meat flavor gets into our dairy food or vice versa through those utensils. And on Pesach as well, we need to avoid chametz flavor from getting absorbed into one item and then subsequently getting cooked into our Pesach food. The process for this is basically the same as when we kosher any utensil that became unkosher, and the specifics depend on the item as we'll see. The general concept of making an item kosher is called kibolo kach polto, which means the flavor exits the same way it entered. So if chametz flavor entered your pot through cooking in hot liquid, we kosher it through putting the pot into another pot of boiling water. If an item is used with dry heat, we kosher that item with dry heat. So let's go through the basic kitchen items and discuss practically how to kosher each one. Obviously, we're not going to cover every single item that might be in your kitchen, so if you have any specific questions, you can feel free to reach out to me. Let's start with the major appliances. The most important area is probably the stovetop or range. There are two types of ranges, gas and electric. Regarding gas ranges, your grates heat things directly, so you have to kosher your grates with direct heat. The way you do this is to clean the range top, and especially the part below the grates that catches the food called the dripples. Make sure you get rid of all of the food out of that, and then cover that whole area with tin foil. Then, to kosher the grates themselves, leave the flame on them for 20 minutes so they can get very, very hot, and then your range is kosher for Pesach. If it's possible, I'd suggest you could buy new grates for Pesach as well as buying new dripples. They're both relatively cheap and you can get them on Amazon. Once you purchase those, if you buy them new, you can save them from year to year. And if you use those, you obviously will not have to cover them or do anything more for them to use them on Pesach. If you have an electric range, then there are two types. If it's a coil range, that's the easiest. Just clean off the rest of the range area, turn on the burners for about 10 minutes or until they get bright red hot, and it's ready for Pesach. Regarding the drip bowls, it's the same as by gas. Either, again, ideally buy new drip bowls, or if not, clean the old ones very well and cover them in tinfoil. If you have a glass top electric range, it's a little more problematic to make kosher for Pesach. Ideally, we avoid koshering glass for Pesach. However, practically, if you have one or need to use it, you can turn on all four burners at the same time for 30 minutes and then use it on Pesach. However, when you do this, you should be very careful 
to not let any food that you'll be eating on Pesach actually touch the glass top directly. Put your pans and your pots on it, but be very careful to avoid food actually falling directly on the glass top. Regarding the oven, if you have a self-cleaning oven, it's pretty simple. The only issue is that the self-cleaning oven doesn't clean the door 100%. So you would need to clean the door well with soap and water and some cleaning agent. Once that's clean, run the self-clean cycle and you're good to go. You only need to run the shortest self-clean option. No reason to do more than that. If you have a standard oven that doesn't self-clean, then what you have to do is clean the inside of the oven and the door very, very well to remove any residue inside of it. Once it's completely clean, run it on as high as it goes for 30 minutes. I would suggest if you're buying an oven during the year, it's probably worth it from a kosher perspective to buy one with a self-clean option. So in case it would become unkosher during the year, it's very easy to make it kosher again and again to make it usable on Pesach as well. Microwaves are not really kosherable for Pesach as we generally avoid koshering plastic as well as glass like we mentioned for Pesach. In reality, as crazy as Pesach may seem, it really only is one week. And if you feel like you desperately need a microwave, I would say buy a new one. They're really not that expensive. Dishwashers also are made primarily of plastic and therefore cannot be koshered for Pesach. Regarding your sinks, if you have a metal sink, then what you have to do is clean the inside very well. Don't use it for hot liquid for 24 hours. After that 24-hour period, boil up a pot of water and pour it directly over all the parts of the sink. Alternatively, if you can get a commercial-grade immersion heater, you can really just fill the sink with water and bring it to a boil. That's what you do if your sink is metal. However, if you have a porcelain sink, that's not really quite kosherable. So you should ideally still do the above process of boiling water and pouring it over your whole sink. But here you should do that three times, and then ideally it should be covered after that as well. The easiest way to do that is to buy a plastic sink insert, which is readily available online and can be reused each Pesach. The general rule with flavors getting transferred through a vessel or utensil is that it only happens when the food is hot, but cold generally cannot transfer flavor. Therefore, refrigerators which are used for cold items don't need to be koshered for Pesach. However, there are often crumbs inside of it, so it needs to be cleaned out well and wiped down from any chametz residue. Once this is done, you don't need to do anything else. However, many people are stringent and align the shelves as well. If you do do this, make sure you do it with something that has holes in it, or if not, make some holes yourself because you need to make sure that the air can circulate around your refrigerator or else it can blow your compressor. So just a practical heads up on that. Regarding countertops, if it's granite, you can technically kosher it the same way we described your sink by pouring boiling hot water over the whole thing. However, if you have wood cabinetry underneath it, there will be a lot of water spilling everywhere and it could damage the wood. So what most people choose to do is to just cover their counters with tinfoil and plastic I personally use corrugated plastic, which you could buy at Home Depot or Lowe's. It comes in these big sheets. It's a non-absorbent plastic. If you Google it, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Super easy to cut and to size exactly to the shape of your counters. We save these from year to year as well, so it's a one-time investment and it's not that expensive. Tables that you eat food at should be covered, as you shouldn't eat directly on the same table you eat year-round. A basic tablecloth or placemat will suffice. It's ideal to have a non-absorbent material between your food and the table as well, so what we do is we keep a plastic tablecloth on it the whole time. High chairs generally do not have hot items put on them, so all you'd have to do for that is to clean it very well. Regarding all your dishes and utensils, your pots, pans, etc., everything that was used for hot food during the year, what most people do is they just buy a new set of dishes for Pesach, and then after Pesach's over, they'll put them aside, saving them for exclusive Pesach use each year. It's a one-time investment. That said, if you would like to use the same ones, the basic rule is if it's made out of metal, wood, rubber, or stone, it can be koshered for Pesach. 
If it's made out of glass, plastic, china, or ceramic, it cannot be kosher for Pesach. The way you kosher it, and again, this is only for metal, wood, rubber, or stone, is you clean it very, very well, and then put it in a pot of boiling water. Make sure the water is still boiling when it's inside, then take it out, and now it's kosher for Pesach. That's really the basics of preparing your kitchen. And again, if anything wasn't clear, if you have any more specific questions regarding a different type of utensil, you can feel free to reach out to me at the Thinking Jew Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Jew Podcast and for taking the time to study Torah and deepen your connection to Judaism. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic requests for Rabbi Moshe, please email the Thinking Jew Podcast at gmail.com or visit thethinkingjew.com.